Contrary to what you might expect, the most watched film of all time is not Star Wars, Titanic or Gone with the Wind, but a Christian evangelistic film that's largely unknown in the West. Jesus was made away from Hollywood with the cast of almost entirely non-professional actors and a shoestring budget. It contains no CGI, dramatic camera mo movements, memorable performances or impressive special effects. More often than not, it has been viewed on ad hoc cinema screens in remote developing world villages, set up specifically for the occasion. Back in the 70s, producer John Heyman had planned to film the entire Bible word for word, but by the time he completed the first book, Genesis, he had already run out of money. Heyman decided to approach the mission organisation Campus Crusade for Christ about making a film based on the Gospel of Luke. The plan was that it would be released to cinemas in the hope that it would generate enough cash to bankroll the rest of the project. Instead, the film's box office failure meant the end of that particular project. However, almost 30 years later, Campus Crusade claims to have shown the film to over 5.6 billion people and translated it into over a thousand different languages. Whilst that figure includes numerous repeat viewers and may not be that accurate, it's still incredibly impressive. Years after Cecil B. DeMille directed his The King of Kings, he claimed that his film had reached more people with the Gospel than any other work other than the Bible. Today, that position has been usurped by this film, an even more impressive task given how much bigger the world's population is today compared to 50 years ago. What's strange is that few people in countries that speak its original tongue would claim to have seen it, yet it has been translated into 990 languages with another 232 in progress. When a new translation is made, native speakers of that language are asked to play the various parts. I can't but help but wonder if one day there will be a great Jesus actor reunion where all the actors who provided his voice in the different versions meet up to exchange stories over fish and bread. The Papua New Guinean Jesus has explained to the Mongolian actor how there is no word for lamb in his culture, whilst the Yupik Eskimo Jesus explains to the Swahilian actor that they have 15 words for snow and he didn't get to use any of them. As well as being faithful to the biblical text, the film also aims to be as historically accurate as possible as well, at least within the restraints of using one gospel. Hence, all of the actors, except for Jesus, were Yemenite Jews, supposedly the Jewish racial group whose features have altered the least in the last 200 years. The film also shows Jesus reciting the Lord's Prayer whilst wearing a prayer shawl, or using the prayer from the Passover before the miracle of the 5,000. One section of footage was even refilmed after it was discovered that they showed eucalyptus trees which did not reach the Holy Land until a few centuries after Jesus. The des desire for accuracy proved groundbreaking when it came to filming the crucifixion. This was only the second film to show the nails going through Jesus' wrists rather than his hands. The only other film to do so was the French film Golgotha, where it's possible that the Greek word care translates more accurately into French. It also shows Jesus carrying the beam rather than the whole cross. Since the release of Jesus, these two elements have become the rule rather than the exception, although Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ bucked this particular trend. Surprisingly, when Mel Gibson stated his quest for accuracy by improving on the bad hair of other Jesus films, this one cannot have been far from his mind. It's too easy to judge a film 30 years later for how quickly it is dated, while some films still look like they could have been made yesterday, 
Others, which supposedly looked good at the time, such as Jesus Christ Superstar, look awful today. Jesus was made on a small budget, and frankly it shows. Nevertheless, the film was much improved by its release to DVD. The azure blue skies are greatly enhanced, and the occasional image sends out in a way that it never did previously. Unfortunately, the wooden use of the biblical text certainly damages the film. It's hard to know who to blame for this, the producer, writers, actors, directors, or all four, but the end result is that the written dialogue, from an undynamic translation, comes across as stilted. At times, the natural rhythm of the scene is ruined by the need for one of the characters to deliver the verse by rote. Whilst the script significantly shortens Luke's text, it does retain a strongly Lucan emphasis at points. This is possibly the only Jesus film ever not to have included the crown of thorns which is absent in Luke. The film is also one of the only ones to tell the story of Zacchaeus and retains distinctly Lucan parables such as the Good Samaritan. Furthermore, Jesus' baptism features a literal dove landing on Jesus' shoulder, whereas in Mark's Gospel this is only a simile. But filming this required leading actor and Brian Deacon to stand up to his waist in water for hours at a time, with birdseed stuck to his shoulders, and as a result he ended up catching pneumonia. In fact, when interviewed a few years ago, Deacon criticised the filmmaker's callous attitude to the length his role required him to go to. He said this, I remember once complaining after I'd been up on the cross for a while saying, look, please, just put a stepladder under my feet. And someone said to me, what are you complaining about? You're going to come down. He never did. I thought, what's this? Emotional blackmail? I'm an actor. Unquote. Despite all this, Deacon's performance as Jesus was the first in over 50 years to inject some warmth into Jesus' character. And it's perhaps that fact more than any other, that has led to the film's phenomenal success. The last ten years have witnessed the film's owners reinventing their product to keep it fresh. So, an introduction was added to some versions telling the creation story and some other parts of Genesis. Another version made the story more appealing to children by shortening it and editing in shots of children listening to him. Last year witnessed the release of Magdalena, which did the same, only with women. That film also went a step further, recording fresh footage of Jesus interacting with women, although for continuity reasons we never actually see his face. But the film is due an even more radical reworking next year or two, as a team of animators will recreate the film. It will continue to use Deacon's dialogue and that of a thousand other Jesuses, but will swap the original visuals for anime. It's a radical approach, but the filmmakers hope that it will catapult this film into the next phase of its remarkable journey. Thanks for listening. There will be another Jesus Films podcast shortly.